Good morning, everybody. It's bright and early on a Friday morning, and I am actually Elizabeth Magazine, and we are going to be doing Beyond the Bar with some up-and-coming lawyers from South Florida who are running quite a business, and I'm really excited to introduce them to all of you. We have Jeremy Dover and Victor Demesman. And um, I'm going to just uh, ask each of them to tell uh, all of you a little bit about themselves. Victor, you want to start? Yes. Uh, good morning, Elizabeth. And uh, good morning to everybody that's listening. Uh, yes. So my name is Victor Demesman. I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts. But I grew up here in South Florida. Uh, went to high school, St. Thomas Aquinas High School, played football, basketball. And then I went to undergrad at UCF, University of Central Florida. Go Knights. And then, believe it or not, I traveled to Louisiana for law school and I went to uh, LSU. Go Tigers. I saw so. that and I actually laughed because I went to Tulane. Oh, I don't know if we've talked me. about that. So I, I noticed you had some you know, background in Louisiana. So I did not know you went to Tulane. So yeah. we, we both have that Louisiana blood uh, going through our veins, which is yes. good because the food is amazing, the people are amazing, and just the culture in Louisiana, is, it's a wonderful place to be. Best so. place ever, New Orleans. I agree. And I don't know how somebody could go to law school there because it was not easy to even get through, you know, undergrad. Well, luckily for, for me, luckily, I was in Baton Rouge. So I, I wasn't in New Orleans. That's you know, true. But, but That's if I true. wanted to get crazy, I would just, you know, drive over to New Orleans for a weekend and then come back to Baton Rouge and get uh, focused to study for, uh, for my law school exams and things like that. So. Okay, great. And then you went to Florida to um, take the Florida bar after yeah, that? So, so then what happened was I came back home. Uh, I came back home as a visiting student my last year at law school because at that time uh, I was with my now wife. She was my girlfriend at the time and I wanted to spend more time with her because the long distance was a little difficult for me. I wanted to see her. So what I did was my last year I became a visiting student at Nova while still an LSU student. But I was visiting at Nova and I came back home. And then once I graduated from LSU in 2015, I uh, proposed to my wife at my graduation uh, party for, for law school in front of 300 people. And video went viral on YouTube. And now we're married. We've got a daughter. Uh, awesome. She's two years old. Her name is Amelia. I want to talk. We're going to talk a little bit about okay, Amelia. Because, okay, okay. you know, the goal in this podcast is really to talk about marketing. And you yes. two are some pretty heavy hitter marketers in the legal community. And so I heard Amelia has made some appearances. Um, so I definitely, actually, why don't we um, introduce Jeremy really quick yes. and then we'll get into the, you know, how you all market. So Jeremy Dover, um, he is also a partner at the firm. Welcome, Jeremy. Tell us a little bit about your background, Jeremy. Uh, good morning, Elizabeth. Good morning to everyone else listening. Um, I'm originally from Chicago. Uh, born and raised. I was there till I was about 18 and I went to Purdue University for my undergrad over in Indiana. And then from there, I went down to the U for law school, which now they have a great football team again, okay. which was after my time, but okay, we'll go with that. But uh, I came down to the U for law school, had a great time there, learned a lot, got a lot of connections in the South Florida community. And that's yeah, for those tried. of you who are listening around the country, that's University of Miami. Yeah, right. so the University of Miami. Okay. University of Miami in Florida, because there's also right. one in Ohio. Ohio, yes. Okay. There you go. It's where Dwayne the Rock Johnson went. We're just yeah. gonna go with that. Okay. <laughs> just just that. It's a really it's a very strong school. It really, you know, that's a great school. Yes. So, and I don't I know how you get through here. school. I mean, between Miami and New Orleans, those are rough cities to go to law school in, the two of you. So 
you know, maybe that's prepared you for your success now, being able to juggle and balance a social life with um, good weather and, you know, studying hard and, and yes. doing yeah. well. So, yeah. all right. Well, listen, welcome both of you. And, you know, typically in these sessions, we've been interviewing a lot of senior level attorneys that are in their 50s that have kind of already made it. But what I love about the two of you and wanted to feature today is, you know, nobody teaches us teaches us in law school how to run a business and you know we're not we didn't get our MBAs and yet you know we're you're expected to go out into the world and especially in the personal injury arena bring in cases you know here you are like already stressed about practicing law and doing well in your cases and you have communication with your clients oh and by the way if you really want to make money in PI you got to bring in business so I know that the two of you got your start and met at, a, at another big firm in South Florida and then decided to launch on your own. And that's what really excites me is, um, you know, how the two of you made that decision, what drives you. And um, I'd like you to just kind of both maybe free talk about all of that and how you decided to go on your own and, and how you're marketing now to get the business. You don't have to give us your secret sauce, but maybe some general um, theories of of how you're successful, you know, going out on your own. Oh, yes. I mean, there, to be honest with you, someone always taught me there is no secret sauce. Really, the only recipe is, you know, hard work and, you know, be nice to others and everything will kind of, kind of reciprocate like the circle of life. So for me personally, you know, from an early age, my dad kind of taught me a little bit about business. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, some people do. But I've been doing real estate since I was 18. So right when I turned 18, my dad made me get my real estate license. My dad's been doing real estate, insurance, mortgage for over 30 years. He actually rents an office space now in our law firm. So he's kind of, you know, our advisor, I would say. Because yeah, he's you know what? Business. That's so nice. So dad's the mentor. He's there kind yes. of, you're on your own, but you've got him nearby if you need to run some things by him. I love that. Yes. And, and we, me and Jeremy, we both respect his opinion uh, when it comes to business. So I would say my dad has a large part to do with the reason why, the way we market, the way we do, the way we handle business, the way we do, a large part of it has to do with him. Uh, for me, I started at 18. I was doing real estate at 18 when I was in college. I, I went, did the real estate, passed the test, uh, and I, I've been practicing real estate ever since then. Once I went to law school, my dad was like, you should get your insurance license, your 220 license. So I got my 220 license. Once I graduated from law school, my dad said, you should get your mortgage license. Why don't you get your mortgage license? So that way you can do real estate, insurance, mortgage all in one. And then when you graduate from law school, we can open up a title company. So it could be like kind of like a one-stop shop. You buy your house, we give you the insurance, and uh, we give you the mortgage, and we do the title work for your home. Uh, once so it's I an interesting pivot that you didn't go into real estate law, which would have been you know, the whole gamut. So you ended yeah. up picking injury law instead. So I find that, you know, how did that happen? Well, what happened was once I graduated from law school, my dad was like, well, can you, do you know what you're doing? And I'm like, well, you know, in law school, what people don't realize is they teach us the theory of law. They teach us about law, but they don't teach us how to run a law firm. They don't yeah. teach us how to e-file. They don't teach us how to use the e-portal. And for me, uh, I was one of the few students that didn't work while I was in law school. Because I strongly believed that I wanted to pretty much experience everything that I could while I was still a young kid in law school. So what I did was my first year abroad, I, I went to Lyon, France. I studied in France my first year of law school in summertime. Wow, that's where amazing. Most, 
where most people would be working at a law firm, I decided to take that opportunity to go to France and, and study there, you know, which was good because I am Haitian, so I speak Creole and French. So I got to work on I my I saw French. that. And, you know, from a marketing standpoint, too, I want to, I want to, you know, at some point pivot to that because I want to talk about, you know, are you marketing to that community? And, you know, do you believe like it's important to have a niche in how yes. you market and go after it? So let's, you know, just that's something I want to definitely get to. Okay. Yeah, and, and we'll get there, and I'll explain exactly how uh, we do that and what I thought. Yeah, Jeremy, yeah. this could be I, this could be a long one, right? I can see who <laughs> plays which role in the firm now, right? <laughs> I like numbers. Jer I can tell. And that's, but you know that's what? You guys are the perfect combination. <laughs> I love this. I know already in five minutes who's the back end, who's the you know shuffling the numbers, and who's the front person marketing. You could see it so clearly. You're like peanut butter and jelly, and that is what's going to make you so successful because the best firms, and I've been in this business for, embarrassingly, about 18 years, the most successful firms have one of each of you, right? They've got, you know, Jeremy, who's doing the business end and the numbers, and Victor, who's the front person with the marketing ideas, and it, so the, the combination of the two of you, plus, you know, obviously you're both good lawyers, is really what's going to make the success of your firm. I mean, I'm excited for you. I can see you going, you know, big places with the combination of the two of you. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. So, and yeah. hopefully, hopefully everything does come to fruition. I mean, our goal is to, you know, make some noise here in South Florida. We have been helping out the community here for quite a while. Like I said, I, we've been doing it for you went to UM, I went to UCF undergrad, and I went to high school down here. So yes, so our goal is to make some kind of impact down here. Right, so you have such a well-rounded background. I mean, one thing the two of you also share, um, which we can kind of jump to this, is is you're both in really good shape. You were an athlete. Um, I can tell Jeremy, I don't know how I knew this, but he looks like um, he's in good shape as an athlete as well. So yes. you both, you know, and I think that to be also in business, it's important for the whole person, right, to be well-rounded. You've got, you know, the language experience, the business experience, and then you're bringing all that together in your new firm. Um, yes. So I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I did want to mention that, you know, I think it's important to be well-rounded in business and um, for your success. No, and I agree. And I, I, I want to, I know you asked the question earlier, and I kind of want to just make sure I answer it just so you're, you're not like, ah, oh, they never answered the question that I asked. But the question that you asked originally was the whole business aspect of things and how that came to fruition. Right. So yeah, I, sorry. Let's go back. No, no, to that. no. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I, I just want to make sure that the listeners that right. are listening, you know, that they probably, they, they end up grasping that idea of how that came to fruition. So, yeah. So after the whole law school thing, my, you know, my dad said, you know, maybe you should start, uh, learning how to sue insurance companies. You already know the real estate side of things. I can always teach you the real estate side of things. You've been doing it since you were 18. Why don't, instead of doing real estate law, why don't you go work for a law firm, learn how to sue insurance companies, then eventually you'll start your own law firm, and then you'll know how to sue insurance companies and do the whole real estate thing. So that's what happened. I ended up working for a firm, as you said earlier. And at that time when I was working for that firm, Jeremy wasn't working at that firm. He was working at another firm. I ended up working at that firm for a few years, I grew uh, very fast in that firm where I managed one of the departments, and that's when I brought Jeremy over to that firm. We managed that department together, and while we were there, you know, a lot of uh, the clients, a lot of the providers were like, you guys are great. Why are, you, why are you still here? You guys need to go off on your own because you two would be the perfect combination for a law firm. You know, Jeremy, you know, we're, we're both unselfish guys. We know, like, not to step on each other's toes. We know our strengths. We know our weaknesses. 
You know, Jeremy knows what he's good at. I know what I'm good at. And whatever Jeremy's good at, I don't step on his toes. Whatever I'm good at, Jeremy doesn't step on my toes. We give each other autonomy. And that's kind of what's helped us grow. Um, we invest a lot into the, the company, into the staff. We make sure that, you know, I'm a very big believer. And, and the reason why is because I, I listen to Gary Vee a lot. I don't know if anybody listens to Gary Vee out there, but he's one of my mentors. And Gary Vee I'll says, have to listen to him. Is he, does he have a podcast as well? He does have a podcast. Um, okay. Yes, uh, he does have a podcast, and he has a pretty strong following on social media, Facebook. Gary V, like Victor? Yeah, so his last name, I don't know how to pronounce it, so I believe that's why he goes with Gary V. But uh, I think it might be, he might be German, or I don't, I don't know exactly where, okay. where his No, I'm going to listen. I love, I love a good recommendation, and I know the listeners will love that as well. We oh, all yes. are looking to, anyone who's listening to this is looking to, you know, really learn from, you know, what others have done in the business and the industry, because it is hard to practice and run a business. It's really a struggle, right? I mean, you've got clients who need you, a staff who needs you. It's just, it's, it gets complicated. And I mean, think about, you know, just until launch at such a young age, you know, for the two of you that you have to get the capital behind you because with personal injury cases, the money doesn't come in right away. I mean, you've got to wait. Yeah, and that's no, why it's it so hard for, you know, a lot of young people out there, young lawyers, to take the risk to go on their own because there's a fear factor. Did you feel that fear factor at all? I mean, of course, I, I'll be honest, of course I felt that fear factor. I mean, I still feel that fear factor to this day, but that's actually what drives us. Because if we didn't feel that fear factor, then it probably wouldn't fuel us. It probably wouldn't motivate us. You know, the fear is a good thing. And Gary Vee actually says that. The fear okay. is a good thing. Because if you're not like fearful of what you're doing, then maybe your dreams aren't big enough, right? So for us, you know, I don't mind the fearfulness. You know, I think it's a great thing. It pushes us. It, it makes us, I think, makes us more successful in the long run. When me and Jeremy first started, it was just us two. And this, we're talking about January 2020. You know, since then, we've got about 21 people on staff as of this week. We've got a third office that's opening up Monday. Wow, so that's exciting. We, so tell us, where are your offices so we can, um, location-wise? Yes, um, this is Jeremy. I'm going to call myself the peanut butter of the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. <laughs> but our, our main original office is in the border of Fort Lauderdale and Plantation. Um, our second office was opened in Tampa around March to April. Okay. And, and it's in Ybor City up in Tampa. And then our third office that's opening, like he said, this following Monday will be uh, Fort Lauderdale Central. It'll That's be in right outside downtown, a uh, larger space, and it's just right. going to be. All right, so let me downtown. ask you this: In coronavirus, I guess you didn't anticipate this, and I'm assuming these offices were all really thought about before Corona. Um, is a physical office even a thing anymore? Do you feel like you need it? Do the clients want to come there? Like, what what are your thoughts on you know having a physical location? Is that something of the past? Well, I mean, I guess it depends on who you ask and what kind of practice areas people, you know, what, what, what do they practice, right? For us, we, we do personal injury, but we also do PIP. So personal injury protection, which is we don't represent just the people that's been in a car accident. You know, someone will call, hey, Victor, Jeremy, I've been in a car accident. We represent them. That's called the, the BI page, the BI client. You know, we right. represent them. this is them good for other attorneys because a lot of attorneys don't do PIP. So if they're yes. looking to refer it out, like it's nice yes. to know, you know, yes. that you focus on that as well. So what we do is we, we actually do co-counsel for quite a few big firms. You know, mm -hmm. I won't mention their names, but I don't want people to know that 
we do the pit for them but there are a lot of big firms that call us and we we do the personal injury protection for them and what i was saying before was there's a difference between the bodily injury and the pip because clients ask me all the time well what's the difference i thought pi was pip and i'm right. like no the best way to explain it is you you get in a car accident right you call us mesman and dover and once you call us in the accident we represent you in the bodily injury claim that you're trying to make against the at-fault party so that's the bi department of our firm right right that same maybe maybe we recommended a few doctors you know in the area wherever is close to you or wherever is close to your work wherever you ended up wanting to go that doctor may call us in six months and say hey victor jeremy remember elizabeth that you sent us as a as, as a client because uh, that's where she, she wanted to come treat with us and, and we were working with her case together and my, me and jeremy are like yes we remember elizabeth quite quite lovely young lady um the doctor will say, well, we submitted our bill, her bills to Geico or Progressive or whatever Elizabeth has as her insurance company. And that insurance company has either underpaid us or has denied paying anything for Elizabeth for the medical uh, treatment that we provided for her. Can you then send a demand to that insurance company to make sure us, the doctor, the provider gets paid? So now we represent Elizabeth in her case against the at-fault party for the injuries that she sustained in that car accident. And we also represent the doctor in a separate case, in a PIP case, and, against, and, 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 right, against the, the insurance state company. Provide, right, and so the state, just for people who don't know, right, they provide, you know, X, ten, what is it, in Florida, $10,000 yes, yes. So, in yes, personal so injury protection. Have I mean, have you thought about the idea, and this is something I'm going to recruit you on, because they've been trying to get rid of PIP every year. And, you know, I think when you're an entrepreneur like you are and you're going into business, making sure you're diversified because if PIP goes away, you know, that could impact your firm. Is that something that you think through and try to diversify and how do you, you know, do that? Yes. So that's actually a great question. So yes, PIP, they've been talking about PIP for almost 15 years. Trying but to they that. are going to raise the BI limit. And I think it might happen this, I go to Tallahassee a lot and I love for you, if either of you are interested, we really need young lawyers up there helping us lobby i mean that's a i think you'd be wonderful at this yeah no we we would love to go i, I mean i i know that you guys do go up there quite often uh whenever you guys would like jeremy and i to go we would we would love to go we understand love for you to come and it's so interesting to watch and see and educate the legislators but they are talking about increasing the bodily injury coverage and, de and just taking the pip away so yeah. um in addition to you know so you've got the big auto practice premises cases and you've got to always be thinking like if this goes away we need to know that we're diverse you know buying the portfolio. oh yeah and, and that's exactly that's exactly what we're doing so uh, what people don't realize most people that have a pip firm they either have a pip firm or they have a bi firm it's very rare that a firm and now some of the firms are starting to do it but it's very rare that a firm has both a bi department yeah i don't see this very often i like and a pip that. department and that's the right. reason why we did it that way because we understand that pip may not be here for the long haul which is fine. Right. We get it because if there's no PIP, what's going to end up happening is what is called mandatory BI coverage. So Florida is a no fault state. You know, I can get in a car accident today and the person who's at fault doesn't have bodily injury coverage. It's not illegal. It's just not a requirement right. in the state of right. Florida. So what happens is if they do get rid of PIP, all that's going to do is make this state a mandatory bodily injury coverage state, which means that every single person that gets in a car accident, 99% of them will have bodily injury coverage. The reason why I say 99%, there are some people that still drive with no insurance. Right. But let's say that you do have insurance in the state of Florida and they do get rid of PIP, most likely 
we will have a mandatory BI state, which is actually beneficial for us because what we're doing now is we're using the money that we generate from our PIP department to advertise and market that for the BI sense. department so I that like we can that. grow, so we can okay. grow the BI department. So yes. let's go to that because I think a lot of our listeners are lawyers who want to learn about advertising. Tell us what your marketing strategy is in broad strokes. And I know Amelia gets um, a little bit of press time, so I wanna hear a little bit about how that came about. And if you could just kind of quickly go through, you know, I know you do some radio, um, you know, where your marketing strategy comes from and how it's, you know, don't, you don't have to tell us in detail, but just how does it, is it working? And yes. has it been impacted by the virus and the economy now? Yeah, so this is a perfect question because it kind of piggybacks off your first question originally, with the whole marketing thing. So I had a, when I went to undergrad at UCF, I actually majored in business. I didn't do social justice or I didn't do criminal justice. I love this. This I is actually, the best background. I'm thinking this is perfect. Yeah, so I actually majored in business management with a track in entrepreneurship. So for me, the marketing part of the business has always been something that I've always gravitated towards, me personally. Uh, Jeremy, he's a numbers guy, he's a math guy, he loves to crunch the numbers. Maybe Jeremy would have been an accountant in his former life. I don't know. Doctor. Doctor, you know. <laughs> uh, but right now, you know, what we do is I bring in, I try to market as much as possible because I, I bring in most of the business that way. And I know Jeremy's great at closing files out. So what happens is I use my, you know, my gifts, my, my talents or whatever you may call it, right, uh, to bring in business. And Jeremy uses his talents to close out the files, settle the cases, and together, like you said earlier, it's we're peanut butter jelly. And it's a, it really it's a perfect is. combination. But right. what people don't understand, like you said earlier, with building a law firm, it is a business, you know, and people don't realize that, you know, there is a big business aspect to growing it. Some people right. think if I'm a great lawyer, I will have a great law firm. Sometimes you can be a great lawyer and you have no business walking through the door. Right. right? So do you do you have radio commercials? Because I know that I've heard some of them in South Florida. Um, you know, like I've heard that you guys are on the radio. Are you also yes. speaking like this on the radio or is it all yeah, just so, commercials? So we are on the radio right now. Currently we're about on twelve about twelve stations. Uh, we actually also just finalized a deal with FAU. We are the official partners of FAU Athletics. That's amazing. Um, which we finalized. Does radio work? Do you, I mean, is it, do you, can you track? I always wonder, like even with our business, can you track anything in marketing or is it just branding awareness? Like people say, oh, I've, I've heard of you. Oh, I'll, you know, I think you, I heard of you on the radio. Is it like that? Is, are you trying to hit them at seven or eight different spots so that when they are in an accident, they think of you immediately? Yeah, so, so radio, you can track it to a certain extent. Obviously, it's not 100%, right? But they do a put a good phone number, like a jingle number or anything yes. like that? Yes, so our, our phone number is Might 866. Might as well shout it out. Yeah, it our is. phone number is 866-954-MORE. Uh, the 954 was uh, an idea that me and Jeremy came up with because we are in Broward County. Right, The that's area perfect. code for Broward County is 954. Yes. For rhymes with more. So, you know, a lot, a lot of people have uh, complimented us on the phone number. Uh, we were very lucky and fortunate to get that phone number. And we were also fortunate to get our website. Our website nice. is attorneysoftheinjured.com. And we were nice. pretty su surprised that that, right. that well, website was. Well, you'd be was. surprised how many firms don't know how to run a business, how to be an entrepreneur, and how to market. So if you have those skill sets and you get it, you really set yourselves apart. 
And that's something that I'm really trying to bring to the legal community is, and I want to do these conferences once we're done, you know, and things open up more where we can all go together and learn together, you know, instead everybody's so competitive in the personal injury world. And what's upsetting to me is like, you know, the senior, you know, attorneys who've really hit it with marketing, like a Rubenstein law. And, you know, I want to see, and, and hopefully he'll come and do it. I want to get all of those senior attorneys who are big FJA guys to come in and talk about how they marketed and then see how it's changed and then get a, you know, someone like you guys in to come in and say, this is how we're doing it now. Cause it's changes and, you know, marketing changes every day. We've gone from, you know, there's TV, there's print, there's, and now it just, it's so quick and, and moving so fast. So I want yeah. everybody to collaborate. There's so much business to be had and learn together and bring in experts in the digital space experts in you know all types of advertising to educate young lawyers like yourselves that want to you know be out there on the entrepreneurs no but like you said you know uh the the personal injury uh sector i would say of the law is a very territorial um sector so some of these guys that you mentioned they probably won't want to come on here and, and give their secret sauce away right well because i'm gonna work on them guys <laughs> you know what truthfully it's like when you look at what happens in Tallahassee with the, every insurance bar and everybody coming after, you know, personal injury law, what lawyers, what we're doing is helping people. There sometimes is a disconnect between, you know, what we're doing and, oh, the ambulance chaser motto. No, like we, we all want to just help people who are injured and they're out of work and, you know, they're down and out. And that's what we're all doing. And I don't think, I think sometimes we lose sight of it. And, yes. and, you know, and the I can tell from part. talking to both of you that you're compassionate about your plaintiffs and that you're holding their hand through the process and you care about them and watch, you know, that's one thing you said, you know, hard work, be nice to others. Um, so do you do charity events as well? Is there something that you're passionate about? Because I do yes. feel that that's an important component. Yes. Yeah, so we do have a community outreach department, too, that handles uh, different community outreach things with the radio stations that we're involved in. Well, like I said, we're involved with about 12 radio stations. So we're actually working on one right now for next month. Um, can't really talk about the details yet, but with one specific radio station. So yes, so we do like to do community outreach stuff. While we were in uh, the whole COVID crisis, well, we're still in it, kind of. But at the beginning of it, we were every single week, we were doing uh, fundraisers and raffles and giving out COVID relief money to people that were in need of any money because really maybe they lost nice. a job whatever yeah. the case may be right now Our area doing, has been hit so hard down there i mean it really yes. i mean we're in you know, on the other coast and it's not good and now it's just crazy because it's like everything's opening up but people are still struggling i mean there's not yes. it doesn't even make sense in some respects and it trickles down to the students it trickled out it trickles down to everyone not not mm -hmm. just you know the adults like us you know uh, and right. that's why what we've done recently as of yesterday actually now we've got something new that we're doing for the community which is actually the fau community we're giving out free macbook laptops and earpods oh, wow. uh, to some that's of the students. Amazing. so yeah we're always looking for different ways to give back to the community because we understand how important that is for us right. to be a, for us to make a market to the community especially right. us young guys you know a lot of people yeah. may not know who we are yet and so you've got radio you've got the fau sponsorship you're doing charity work i mean all of those things incredible is there anything else unique that they're you're, I mean, I want to hear it because I did. I got to get Amelia into this because I heard she does yes. a little marketing. So tell us about her. 
So people have always asked me, you know, about the whole marketing thing. For, and for me personally, you know, I, like I said before, I love marketing. So for me, I'm like, okay, well, what, what gives, what, what do people like the most? I've always thought about that, right? When I post something, are people, are they engaging? What makes the most engagements from my posts? And what I've noticed and what I've realized, when I post my family, when I post my wife, when I post my daughter, those are the ones that get the most likes. A hundred percent. And the reason why is because I feel is because they're the most relatable. You know, if, if someone sees that, you know, I'm a father, you know, and I've got a daughter and I've got a wife, they're like, okay, well, these guys aren't just celebrity billboard guys or celebrity right. guys on the radio. These guys are family guys. These guys care about people. They care about their family. They care about their wife. They care about their daughters. They care about their kids. You know, and, 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 and a lot humanizes of the whole experience. Although I don't know if you've seen the social dilemma, either of you, but you should watch that on Netflix. It's about how social media and our phones and yeah. Google, they're yes. all, you know, what they're doing to our brains and our kids' brains. Yeah. So as much as I do love the whole social network for marketing, so you're using social a lot then, it sounds yes, like. Yes, we, we have. I'm a, little, have I'm a little nervous about where we're heading as a society with, with that whole platform. We, we have to we have to use it though because we've turned into that type of society right and the thing yeah. is and Gary V says this all the time there is no really the, the secret sauce really is just stay relevant right how do the, so how do you stay relevant you got to keep current with the times so if everybody's transitioning to a social media type of environment or culture if we don't we just get left behind right. and I so know there much, are so many old school attorneys who don't understand it don't believe in it but I mean it's Listen, it's everything. I mean, this podcast, I think just the more content you can get out there. Yeah. Um, let's, by the way, can we try, let's get Gary V on here. <laughs> I get, would love. Mike William is listening, my marketing director. Let's get Gary V on here. Let's, Victor. I would love, and he, he, he actually, he may get on. He's that type of celebrity where he does get on because what he does is he uses videos like this and he mm -hmm. posts it. And then he, and he, he engages with his, right. with his no, followers. That, that's, that's amazing. Um, so, and listen, I feel bad, Jeremy, we haven't really given you a, an opportunity to chat. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you would like to add to what we're discussing today? Because we're going to, we're going to pretty much close it out in a few minutes. Um, you know, I'd love to do this again with you because I feel like you have such a voice, Victor, and I want to just continue to chat and and get your voice out there. Um, is there anything we missed as far as what you're doing, you know, to start with your business or where you're heading, what your vision is for the firm? Um, yes. Um, I think a lot of it that people need to realize it's staying organized. It's staying clean. It's staying, knowing what basically is ahead of you, what the plan is, having some type of plan in place. People do things willy nilly without preparing. Preparation. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big believer in strategy, right? And it sounds like you are too. Like coming up with a vision yes. and a mission, and then the and then executing a strategy instead of just trying everything and seeing if it sticks. Like so I, I love true. that you're bringing that to the audience because you know, and I don't want other young lawyers right out of law school to think, oh, I'm just going to go out and you know be Jeremy and Victor and start my own firm. I think what really sets you apart is. You know, the fact that you have the business experience, that you've got a mentor and a dad, you know, who's just really guided you and he's right there in your back if you need him. The fact that you've been in business from, you know, for years, you've, yes. so I think, you, and you went to other firms and you learned at the other firms first. So I do yes. want to stress if you're a young lawyer out there and you're looking to just go right from law school, 
I think a lesson would be don't do that. Like make sure to get some job experience, get some business experience because, you know, especially in this day and age, there's these big marketing um, geniuses out there and you've just got to know what you're, it's going to be some hardship, right? You're going to have yes. some struggle and you've got to stay focused, stay organized, no numbers. And, you know, and I think that's what I got from today. And, so and then, I, the one last thing that I would probably leave on, you know, cause I know we, like you said, we may have some young um, lawyers that are listening. The biggest ROI I've learned, and this is also through Gary V, the biggest ROI that I've learned for business is not really the marketing per se, it's the staff, you know? And we really, you know, hone in on our staff. We, we really make sure that they feel like they're part of the team. That's we make very sure that they feel important like because a lot of firms are not run like that, right? They're run yes. more like a dictatorship. We, Yep, and we understand how important each one of each member of our staff is. We appreciate all the hard work that they do. We tell them that on on a consistent basis. They know how important that. they are to Commencement and Dover because without our staff, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Right, and, and that's why we celebrate them. Right, and trusting yes. that they're going to get stuff done. No, I love that. I, I mean, you've really brought a lot to the listeners. Um, a lot of valuable information about law. Valuable information about. Um, how you market, and I'm excited to keep our conversation going. So at the end, we do something called Last Call, which is just fun. And so I will start with Jeremy. Um, Jeremy, say, I know you, do you speak fluent Spanish? Do you speak Spanish? I would Spanish? say I'm proficient. I'm better, I'm better at written, written, written <laughs> he, um, he speaks level. fluent Spanish. Tell us, yeah, tell, if I'm your client, you're trying to sign me up in Spanish, say us something a little... Say, tell me a little bit, two, two like quick bullet points in Spanish of why to hire your firm. Two quick bullet points? Yeah, just like, you know, I used to say to my clients, just something <laughs> avocado, like just, just a little bit <laughs> in Spanish for your last call. Uh, yo estoy un abogado improvisado. Uh, yo estoy un abogado uh, nuevo, pero uh, tiene mucha experiencia en, la, en este pila. Okay, pretty impressive. Um, <laughs> yeah, the and your la your other last call is I actually lived in Chicago for twenty five years, and I I saw that you're a big uh, Bulls and Blackhawk and Bears fan. So tell yeah. me, you know, which is your favorite sport of the three, and who's your favorite player on your favorite team? I mean, I grew up in the nineties in Chicago, so Michael very clearly that's going to be. That is going to be the Chicago Bulls. And the Bulls, yeah, that's so I funny. We were probably at, game, at games together. Um, my kids, my boys are 25 and 21, and they're huge Bulls fans. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I was back at the Michael Jordan days, believe it or not. Yeah, but, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Back in the yeah. Jordan days in the 90s, I was there when I was five, six, seven years old at the early years when it was 94, 95. Where did Back you live in, in Chicago, by the way? I lived in Skokie, Evanston, and I also lived in Wrigleyville for a while. Oh, for wow. A okay, because I lived in Deerfield, and so the Bulls, the Birdo Center was across the street from my house, and mm -hmm. one day, my big bull story is I was shopping. I, my oldest was a baby, and he was in the shopping cart, and I saw Dennis Rodman in the toilet paper aisle by himself. Yeah. Oh, story. wow. And I was so excited because I mean, obviously we all knew who he was, but I'm like, well, how could that even be? You know, he's got, and I'm like, walked up to him and I said, 
this is so crazy. I had the baby in the cart and I'm just like there and I walk up and people are like, don't go near him. And he was alone. And I said, I'm so going near him. And I went right up to him and I said, so are you Dennis Rodman? And he looked at me like I was crazy. He's like, are you kidding me? Look at me. And look I said, at my hair. Right. Yeah. He's like, of course I am. And I said, can you sign something for my son? My son it's couldn't even matter. talk. <laughs> so I ended up getting him to sign, have an autograph from him. And then years later, he was down in Fort Lauderdale. I was there on a yep. business trip and he was in some bar and I was like hanging out with him. So I was telling him the story to see if he remembered and he didn't, but that's yeah. my really <laughs> story. Um, okay. And then going to you, Victor, for last call. Um, yes. Can you speak to us a little bit in Haitian and tell the Haitian community why they should hire you? Of course. Peuple haïtien, nous connaissons son avocat mieux. Il y a un pile de monde qui travaille là pour nous, qui a aidé nous, si nous avons accident, si nous tombons, si nous tombons dans l'hôpital, accident machine, accident camion, nous avons aidé là dans l'office. Nous connaissons des missions de l'enfant. You guys are amazing. Um, what's your favorite food? My favorite food? Best uh, and restaurant in South Florida. Uh, I can't, I can't tell, I don't have a favorite restaurant, but my favorite food I would say is Haitian food. I do love Haitian food. My, my mom, my mom's food is amazing. And, and my wife is actually learning because her mom is a chef too. So yes, oh, I do incredible. enjoy Haitian food. And um, one last thing I do want to say is you didn't ask me a basketball question. And I oh, am the basketball a basketball guy. question. Okay, who's your favorite team? <laughs> Miami Heat. So I've been a Miami Heat fan. Yeah, I grew up in the 90s, so I grew up in the 90s when they had Alonzo Mourning, Tim Hardaway, P.J. Brown back in the day when they were, you know, had the right. whole thing with the Knicks back and forth. And I was here when they won the championship in 06 with uh, Wade and, and Shaq, and then they won it again with LeBron and Wade and all them. And now we're in the finals again. So it's hopefully. so exciting. Well, I'm in Tampa, so we got a lot going on here. We got Brady going yes. on. We got the Lightning yes. just won, and our I baseball know, team's in looking good. So we're we're pretty good here. Um, yes. So my goal for the two of you basketball fans is let's get your law firm signed, Demesman and Dover, up at the Heat game, and that would be fun, right? And then you bring us and bring all of the momentum team down to the Heat oh, game. Yes. And we'll do a fun yes, game we'll together. How fun will that be? That's some good marketing, we'll right? We'll do that. That you can mark your calendar. We'll do that once the heat season is officially out because obviously they're still in the bubble. But once they're out of the bubble and they're back into the arena next year, next year we can definitely do that. So you can mark it down right now. And uh, yeah, Demesman and Dover and momentum. Great. Go and thank game, you so. to Alexa and, Dormer, to, you know, who really you know it coordinated this. I know she's worked hard to. Yes. Well, you Thank you, Alexa. You, Thank you, so. Alexa. Oh, and, and one last thing. Sorry. You guys talked about the Bulls. I didn't even tell you my Michael Jordan story. So when I was at UCF, Michael Jordan's sons played at UCF while I was there. I got to meet Michael Jordan. So Michael Jordan was actually eating lunch with Patrick Ewing and his son. And I walked over to Michael Jordan. I shook his That's hand so and everything. Cool. This is prior to COVID, so I shook his hand. And after that, uh, I asked him for a picture. He told me no because everyone would swarm him. But he was nice enough to shake my hand. So that's my Michael Jordan story. That's, that's my a good story. No, yes. that's amazing. Yeah, he's he's my hero. He's awesome. So, yes. all right. Well, we're going to log off. This is Beyond the Bar with Elizabeth Magazine. And good luck to Jeremy Dover and Victor DeMesman. And hope we'll do this again. We're going to get Gary Vee on here, guys. Okay? 
Yes. All right. All right.